Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunday Morning with the Love and Action. I'm Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining us today. Hope everything is going well with you. We are going to be diving into the Word of God again today, and actually we're going to be talking about some testimonies today of sanctification to piggyback on what we talked about last week. So once again, in the studio with me this morning is my good brother, who I love dearly, Cody Kirkhoff. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, listening area. You know, I always like how you, uh, it's great to be with you again, as always. I always like how you say, you know, just, you always describe like, hey, maybe some are on their way to church. Maybe some are listening and they're on their way home from church. Maybe some uh, just in their homes today. Uh, Some, you know, traveling to and from. Uh, You said listening some areas and some prisons and different places. And it's neat that, and this is, is getting into Georgia. This is Alabama. This is the panhandle. So thankful for the opportunity just to share the love of Jesus, who he is, and uh, reach a lot of people. So Ken, I'm really appreciative and just always love spending time. We sure do laugh a lot. I don't, do people know how much we laugh and hang out doing this? Um, I think Martha knows. <laughs> we have a lot of fun doing this, and I think that's just the neat part. You know, I always want to encourage people in the brotherhood, sisterhood of Jesus together. We just have a lot of fun. Yeah. He invented fun, mm-hmm. so you know we might as well enjoy that too, and that's part of our walk with him. It's, it's great. It's well, fun. I tried to mess you up last weekend by yeah, well, well, last you, week you, you kind of did threw a curveball at you, uh, yeah, and I swung and saw, missed. Man. Saw the blank stare for a while. <laughs> so I just want people to know that it's fun to love Jesus, and it's fun to hang out with people that love Jesus. It is. It is very fun, and uh, we do have a good time. We just appreciate the Joy FM for um, having us on the air each and every week. It's, it's a blessing, as Cody said, get the word out. Uh, also, uh, across the World Wide Web, uh, mm-hmm. people can listen to us in, in the Joy FM in, in different countries around the world, and, and that does happen. So um, uh, that's just praise God. Is Nebraska a different country? It, it is. It is I'm a whole sure different country. i my parents country. generally listen to it. Do they? Too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so the, the country of Nebraska, the, mm-hmm. the Cornhusker State. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I don't guess we have to go there, do we, football? Not going there I, this I, season. I don't really want to talk about football this year either. It's basketball season already, Yes, Ken. it is. Go Terps. Well, I'm thankful it's basketball season. I've been counting down <laughs> days and weeks for quite a while now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for some good basketball. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Let's turn back to Jesus here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, last week, if you listen, if you didn't listen, I really encourage you to check out the Love and Action podcast because last week's message is on there. You can be on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever, wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can find the Love and Action podcast in most of those places. And I encourage you to go back and listen to it because Cody and I talk about sanctification and, and what that means, how that looks. And don't get scared of a big churchy term and you're like, I don't know what that means. I'm not worthy enough to listen. No, we, tr- we broke it down pretty yeah, good. Yeah. We like to be simple. We like to be grace-filled. We like to, what good is it if you we tell you, you know, hey, here's what you got to do, but we don't explain the journey. We're, we're simple people. And we have a saying, saying here too that, um, you remember in, in school, they had the KISS, K-I-S-S, keep it simple. Stupid, Stupid, right? So we thought that's kind of harsh, right? So we, we say, keep it simple, sheep. <laughs> okay. It, it, You're so nice. I, well, I did, actually, I didn't come up with that. One of our volunteers did, so she's a lot nicer than I am. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll keep it simple. We, we will keep it simple for sure. And and before we do start uh, discussing more about uh, sanctification, sharing some examples, really some testimonies of that, uh, Cody, would you would you lead us in prayer? Jesus, uh, just come to you again on a Sunday morning and thankful for the Joy FM. Thank you that there is a World Wide Web. Thank you that there is this technology of radio and how that works and so many 
uh, people can hear and hear what you're doing and hear how much you love them and hear the incredible message of saving and redemption and eternity that you are and thankful that we just have the freedom in this country just to come together, that Ken and I can just come together and hang out and share all the goodness of you. And so I pray that every heart, all the ears out there can just be so wide open. And then God, but in a perfect and pristine and personal way to everyone listening today, that you, God, would reach in deep. I always love to pray, Lord, do whatever you need to do in our hearts. So then God, you can do all that you want to do through us and in us. So that's our prayer today. Lord, open those hearts and give uh, Ken and I exactly the words, which you would have, because even if it's just one person out there today, Lord, you know who that is that so needs what today is going to be. Reach that person today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Okay, so sanctification. Cody, would you give us a quick, simple Simple recap on on sanctification? Sanctification um, is, you know, original Latin was really to make holy because we're not holy on our own. The only thing that's holy is God. We're not holy on our own, but literally because of God's presence and power and redeeming nature and the gift of Jesus Christ, to be in him then, to be saved in him, to be secured in him, there can be a journey to make us holy. And really, it's to set us apart as something different. That is Christianity. We are set apart. We're admitting, I need a Savior. We are then being set apart for something greater because it's in God. And ultimately, like sin is separation from God. I always say sin is not a slap on your hand because you're not morally good enough. No, sin is just, man, taking us out of the presence of God and where there's no God, there's no good. But sanctification then is the separation to God that he's saying all the bags, all the stuff, check them at the door. You're being coming separate just in me. And that's how cool and personal our God is. I said it last week, 8 billion people, yet he has a special place for us individually. So the separation to God. So to be set apart to God because he loves us so much, he's got such plans for us. He wants us to be in him fully growing in that holiness, and then he gets to use us so powerfully. Yes, amen. And and as we discussed, it's a continual process. It's progressive. The sanctification is something that continues throughout our lives. Yeah, be encouraged. It's not, it doesn't have to be overnight. Right. You don't got to get it all together. It's not a, a drive-through um, uh, uh, religion or, or faith. It's a process. It's a lifelong process. And when we are obedient to God in that process, we discover how just truly awesome our God is because we think we have an idea how awesome he is mm-hmm. when we first get saved or justified as mm-hmm. we used that big word last week. <laughs> but man, the more we live with him and the more we are obedient to him and he's just doing what only he can do in us, we realize, man, I had no clue how awesome God is. There's always another day with God. That's right. You know, if he chooses to give us another day, then it's another day with him. And that's why I love Jesus, while I love the faith of being a Christian, is because it's not like, if you just do this benchmark, you are now determined good. No, the only good is being in Jesus, the only justification being in Jesus. But then we think we can, oh, I, I know God. Oh, man, I felt his love today. Oh, my goodness, I felt his forgiveness. I felt, I felt just a different weight left off of me. And then there can be tomorrow. And God never stops. That's what's so amazing about our God. And Jesus encourages us to just go one day at a time. 
mm-hmm. uh, as in, in Matthew 6, 33, mm-hmm. where it says, don't worry about tomorrow. Worry about tomorrow. I'm sorry, 6, 34. Don't worry about tomorrow. Today's got enough trouble of its own. Mm-hmm. We don't need to worry about it. It's okay to plan and all this stuff as long as we're putting those plans in God's hands. Mm-hmm. And just focusing on Jesus today. And if he decides that, okay, Ken's going to have a tomorrow, because my life is in his hands, and I wake up tomorrow, then I focus on Christ mm-hmm. to live that day for him and to learn more of him and to tell more people about how awesome he truly is. Mm-hmm. So sanctification, we want to talk about some testimonies or share some testimonies of sanctification. So maybe to give a better illustration yeah. of what it looks Perfect. like. Perfect. And I, we love it being able to share the testimonies. Our hope is it's an encouragement. I love testimony because my prayer is God can use that to maybe, maybe it identifies something with you and you can see that in you too. But I always want to say also, if you have testimony, could you share it with us? Could you encourage us with your testimony? We value that. We want to hear that. And so I would love, and usually it's you doing this, Ramon, but I would love, hey, call me, call Cody at the harbor, share it, share a testimony, encourage us. We'd love to hear that of how God is working. Like be proud of that. And we're begging for you to, to call us phone number. My office three, three, four, seven, nine, zero, four, zero, three, one. Or you can email me at Cody, which is K O D Y at the harbor, Dothan.com. Ken, what's yours? Hey, here at 11 action is three, three, four, four, nine, four, four, nine, nine, five. Or you can email me at Ken dot tuck at 11 action ministries.com. Perfect. <laughs> Good reversal of roles there. I like that. I felt like I was in charge once. Well, you did, man. Yeah. Large and in charge. <laughs> <laughs> well, sanctification. Cody, share a testimony of sanctification, what that looks like in somebody's life. Yeah, right away, I think of, and again, you know, sharing these testimonies, it doesn't always have to be like, oh, that was just the deepest, darkest, nitty gritty. Right. And wow, you know, that sanctification is, I mean, literally it, it could just be, you know what, I used to just get angry driving in traffic, you know, at lunchtime in Dothan because it's traffic. Right. And it's and, Dothan. And it's Dothan. And no, and, and then all of a sudden you're just like, you know what, today I just had peace because I was focused yeah. on him. Guys, that's sanctification. Yes. You know, sitting there when that car, you know, that stoplight isn't going because guess what, they're on their phone and you'd be like honking and... And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, you know what? Who knows? Maybe they just needed a chance to get away for a second. It's okay. Hey, Lord, would you bless them today? That's sanctification. Yes. So I always want us to know testimony isn't the contest for the nittiest, deepest, darkest terribleness and, wow, I had the biggest reversal. No, be proud of your testimony. Yes. Be proud of the most, what maybe somebody else would think is the most minuscule thing. Like, really? You consider that a testimony? Doesn't matter. God's story in you is his story in you. And what you transform in and grow in is the biggest thing and most important thing in your life. So be encouraged in that. Exactly right. And I always say this too about testimonies because like my wife and I have different, you know, obviously we had different testimonies, but I went down some different roads that I shouldn't have. Martha got saved when she was seven and she lived to, you know, she'll tell you she's not perfect. She's but, pretty close. But she's pretty close, yeah. She, she's been sanctified a lot more than me. And I, <laughs> But the fact of the matter is we were both on our way to hell, even her at seven years old, mm-hmm. until we made that decision mm-hmm. to follow Jesus. And our destinies, our eternity changed at that moment. So whether we have this Nikki Cruz testimony or we have a Martha Tuck testimony, mm-hmm. 
we have a testimony. And you're Amen. right. We need to share that because that's powerful and God uses it. And if your testimony, you know, and I always say this, sometimes we think, oh, testimony, I don't have 30 minutes I can talk. Guys, testimonies don't have to be a 30 minute. I always say have a five second in your back pocket, Right. have a 10 second in your back pocket, have a 30 second in your back pocket. You know, it doesn't need to be going all the way through every step of it. It's just the moment that Jesus did something of you overcoming. And guess what? Lots of different testimonies. It's not always just about like to use that term conversion, when you made a decision saying, I surrender my life to Jesus. Sometimes, I'm, like I said, maybe it's just this who I used to be in traffic, and now I'm not that in traffic anymore. So have these little moments you know, of testimonies in your back pocket, ready to go. Be prepared in season and out. And maybe a five-minute are in there, too. You never know. And sometime, you know, hey, share one of those with us. We'd probably love to have you come and share that sometime. Oh, yes, you know? And so always just be encouraged to have, have that story of God, his story. That's history. His story. That's right, his story. His story. Uh, in your back pocket, ready to go. Your testimony is powerful. And if you have one of those testimonies, like, I don't know, man, I was raised in church and I just knew Jesus and I always felt Jesus and I made a decision to follow him. And man, that's not a story. That's an amazing story. Yes. That's an amazing story. Share, share that story. Yeah. And the sanctification testimonies, because we, we, have, we have many different testimonies. We got the conversion testimony mm-hmm. when we first come to Christ. But then, like you said, we have so many other testimonies mm-hmm. uh, th- throughout our lives as we see God doing miracles, mm-hmm. uh, literally, in our lives. But so many sanctification moments like men who have struggled with lust, mm-hmm. right? And we read through the Bible, and man has struggled with that ever since the Bible was, was written. And when a person comes to, to Christ, it's not that all of a sudden they don't lust anymore. In some cases, that does happen, mm-hmm. but a lot of times it don't. So, okay, there's one sin that we can identify that we need to overcome, so we start praying to God about it. We start seeking Him about it, have accountability partner about that, which is a wonderful thing to have. It's becoming aware. Yes. Aware, becoming aware, and becoming then, inside aware that, like, man, I don't, I don't it's a battle. I don't want to do yeah. that. That's part of the testimony. That's and, amazing. And then you, you get to a point and you realize, I had an opportunity, I was tempted, and I didn't do okay. it. Sanctification is taking place. Yeah. Celebrate right? it. Yes. And, and you can throw yourself a party. That's right. <laughs> Invite us if the, you know, we've got yeah. some good food going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so the sanctification is those moments that we see a change. Mm-hmm. That means he, he's changing us. He's working in us. Uh, you know, I, here's a personal sanctification mm-hmm. moment. When Martha and I was first married, we both were in the business world. She was in the medical field. I was in the in journalism. And we were making good money. And our first house was this big, beautiful house in Enterprise. I mean, it was it was like a dream home. It was just me and Martha. Yeah, so it was way too big for us. But you know, we got a really good deal on it. And, man, it was beautiful. And we would go out and walk in the evenings. And remember one time, now I'm saved at this moment, okay? I'm, I'm already saved, but I'm not nearly a finished polished product yet and still not so we're walking and we're coming back up to the house and i look at our house and i went man such a beautiful house imagine how big our next one's going to be hmm. wow god started changing me from that moment realize ken did you realize what you just said hmm. you know how selfish that is and you know that's greed even hmm. and man i was like whoa that's not a good thing for me to be saying then probably about a year later we decided well, A, now that I was the editor in Dothan, that we needed to move to Dothan. It's kind of good for the editor to live in the, in the city where he's an editor at. We said, you know what? We need to downsize. Hmm. We need to have a smaller home because it, it makes no sense to have this 
this big of a house. And so that decision right there showed that God had done something in me, that he changed the way I was looking at things and realizing, you know what, there's much more important things that we can do with that money. Because again, at that time, we were, we were both still in the in the business world, but there's much more kingdom work we could do and not kin work. Hmm. And so that was a, a sanctification moment in my life. And man, I'm so thankful for God doing that kind of work in my life. But again, as we discussed last week, we have a part to play in this. We have to determine, you know what, I'm going to live for him. I'm going to listen to him. I'm going to obey him. And I'm going to allow him to do that work in my life. Now, your point last week was really good that we have a part in that. Yeah. We can't earn it. He's got the power. He's got the draw. But there is a, it's the, the grit, the determination, the desire, the surrender. Your point last week was really, really good with that. And too often we think in this life with Christ once we come to him, like, okay, I've done my part. I've received you as my Savior and Lord. And the rest is up to you, God. He's already done everything. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and again, it's not salvation by works. We know that. And James talks about that mm-hmm. a whole lot better than I can. But we do have a part to, mm-hmm. to play in, in this life with Christ. And, mm-hmm. and, and that part, when you boil it all the way down to the bottom line, it's obedience. Mm-hmm. And if we're obedient to him, the sanctification is change of becoming more like Jesus is going to take place. And, you know, we talked about the importance of why is it important to become more like Jesus? Well, one, we're just loving our dad. We're just wanting to be like him. You know, we want to be part of the family business. That's right. He's a CEO of the universe, and he's like, hey, you started in the mailroom, but you know what? Got plans for you, That's young right. man or young woman, and kind of want to take on the family business. But the other thing, too, I said it last week, we might be the only Jesus that somebody gets to, to see that day. Yeah because of the power that is in us, because of the growth and the, the transformation that's in us. And I do think that's why I said to have a little testimony in the back of your pocket, because that pet testimony is your story, his story in you that can encourage somebody on it. And I don't know about it, but any testimony, if we truly take time to listen and seek someone's heart when they're sharing a little bit of that, we can always pull something out that really impacts us, not yeah. just emotionally moves us. Right. I don't want people to ever think that, oh, no, testimony, just trying to emotionally move people. No, now God gave us emotions. Right. It's not a bad thing. But man, if he can move the God emotions in us, which they do, mm-hmm. because it's spirit to spirit talking. What's also fun in the ministries that you and I are blessed to, to lead is to see sanctification taking place in other people's lives. Yeah. Seeing that growth is really what we're talking about. Seeing that growth in Christ as people that we minister to, as volunteers especially, yeah. I get really excited when I see volunteers just really grab hold mm-hmm. of their call that God's mm-hmm. given them. And they're excited about what God is doing in them and through Big their time. lives. Yeah, You know, one thing, you know, as we're talking testimony, I'm thinking of all these different people. And I think sometimes maybe the listeners out here just think, oh, man, just the testimonies of maybe people that we serve because our friends that we do get to serve, some are homeless, some are coming out of incarceration, some are, you know, on the streets right now, some are just living, trying to make it, you know, where's my next meal coming from? Some maybe don't have a job right now. They always, oh, just kind of the down and outers. No, these are friends that are just, they do need a refuge from life storms. They do need to realize their identity of how much God loves them. And we try to just be that and and help them grow. But the other giant parts of both of Love and Action in the Harbor is the incredible piece of volunteers. I call them servant leaders or kingdom warriors, you know, and they just, they grab on, like you said, to the mission and the vision. I've always said that, and I think you share a lot of this vision too. The greatest vision of the harbor is not just an incredible mandate of Matthew 25, that is to serve the forgotten ones, the marginalized, the at risk, the least of these, as as some translations say. That's, that's not just the only vision. I think the greater vision is to the kingdom warriors, 
of the city, of the area, to serve together in power and in love and in joy. Because it's part of our sanctification process. Serving helps you grow. Exactly. And then the awesome part is we, you know, and we always want to do that because then I believe it brings unity to the city. I mean, it brings unity across denominational lines, brings unity across, I don't know, affluent and not. And it brings, you know, unity no matter what skin color you are. And I love seeing volunteers, these servant warriors, you really transform in that. And, and I'm thinking of just a couple offhand that, oh, goodness, I remember many, many times, you know, getting to meet people and say, man, you know, and not, you know, when we throw out the sayings, like, man, God has a calling on your life. It's not just to pump them up and superficially say, hey, yeah, great. No, it's, we, we really try to discern, you know, man, I really think God has something. And thinking about, you know, a few volunteers that, you know, everybody has different personalities. Some are a little bit more outgoing. Some are a little bit more inward of like, oh, I don't ever want to speak to anybody. And seeing volunteers that just happen to grasp on and really the only thing they could grasp on is, hey, if I just come on these days to the harbor, because I have time to serve on those days, I want to do that. And I might not do anything. I'm helping prepare a meal. I'm helping load a bus for outreach. I'm, you know, helping welcome people, just be around, you know. And all of a sudden, through relationships, through God's growth in them, through the hunger they have to continue to develop in God and be used in ministry for Him. And then I see a whole transformation. Now, their, their life was fine. You know, they parked their car in a garage, you know, and, you know, their life was okay, but they wanted to give them time. But I saw kind of the little shyness, the meekness, the, oh, I can just stand here and serve food, you know, or whatever. And that's a wonderful ministry. But all of a sudden, I'm looking a couple years later and thinking of one that leading a Bible study by themselves as the leader, they're planning it, giving messages, like not what I'm determining. Like they're running, hey, what do you think? Is this this what God's saying? This is incredible. And doing messages that I literally pull stuff out saying, oh, man, I've never heard it said that way before. And it's like, yeah, and just by daring to be consistent, by daring to be committed, by daring to, to desire to serve him, seeing sanctification become an incredible testimony of now they're impacting with influence and power the kingdom even greater. And that was a a volunteer thinking of of another person, much of the same story. Now, this person came out of incarceration, came out of addiction, came out of struggle, came out of never believing they were good enough, came out of probably not starting the same place in the same place in life, you know, as other people do. And same thing through commitment, through consistency, driven to the word, driven to saying, God, restore me, redeem me, and now revitalize all that, make it new in me. Now looking a couple years later, they're leading Bible study. (laughs) They're doing messages up front. They're speaking all over the place. They're literally in full-time ministry now. And what neat testimonies, what powerful testimonies of sanctification that God was separating them to him and now it's impacting lives big time. Now, those seem those might be, wow, those are amazing. And I, w- I do want people to know that we see amazing stories yes, like that. Yes. It might be a journey, might be time. But you know what? Then I see other testimonies of somebody that would normally just get mad at me, be frustrated. Because guess what? They're exhausted. They're hungry. They're tired. They're whatever. And all of a sudden, when something happens not in their favor, and normally I'd get the long, drawn-out story of this is so bad. And then they look at me and said, man, Cody, thanks. I know God's got this. Can you pray for me? What a testimony yeah, that is. Yeah. yeah, that makes me think about it. There was two um, gentlemen here just just recently, and they were, were getting in an argument with each other about, you know, it's usually something just doesn't matter, right? 
I always like to use those moments as a teaching moment. And, and so was able to at that time. Sometimes that doesn't always work out, but was able to that time. Then about two weeks later, the same two guys were helping one another. <laughs> and, and they both, you know, knew that a couple of weeks ago that, you know, it was, it was wrong. But now through that growth, that moment that they were helping each other was, you know, I, I looked at it and went, man, look, you know, look at that growth mm-hmm. just in, in two weeks. And we all go through moments like that. But then if we just let God work in us, he'll change things that we otherwise would get upset about. And it's just, just phenomenal to see that. Got a young man who um, he, we first met, he was in work release and extremely shy. Uh, you ask him to pray, you know, you, you know, you know, when you ask people to pray, they kind of look down and look at <laughs> yeah. you because you're going to pick them right through growth over time. Uh, I saw him praying in front of an, a large church with, you know, the shy guy praying in front of 800 people, you know. Oh, cool. And he, just like the testimony you shared, he has taught the word. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, God has, has grown him in that. And so, again, that's moving from being too shy to say anything mm-hmm. to anyone about Jesus. But he allowed Jesus to keep working in him. Mm-hmm. And he, so he, he opened up to sharing Jesus mm-hmm. with them. And you see that kind of growth, and it excites you. It encourages us because we realize, hey, you know what? God is moving and he's touching lives. He's he's raising up more, as you appropriately call them, servant leaders mm-hmm. to go out into this community, into this world, and reach others with this gospel mm-hmm. and to make disciples. Well, I, I just think it's continually important to to be able to look in the spiritual mirror. And, you know, like we've shared some pretty big life-changing overtime testimony, and we've shared little pieces of a couple dudes working together after arguing. And I think one thing is, you know, you and I really try to keep our spiritual eyes open so we can see those and then encourage or teach or build and equip. I mean, right, all the jobs are supposed to do, equip people and encourage people so that they can see the incredible growth. I think they so want to be able to see the incredible growth. Then the second point is be able to look in the spiritual mirror and recognize the fruit, be able to recognize the fruit. That's one of the points of discipleship that we do, being able to recognize our fruit that God has done in us. And whether society or even ministry might say, oh, that was small. No, it's huge. Recognize that fruit because fruit has seeds in it and it will reproduce even more. Uh, Recognize the fruit. Don't always look for the home run. Recognize the little steps and be a people that can recognize that in others and cherish those testimonies and cherish somebody else's testimony and never downplay it as too little or never upplay it as so big. Your testimony is your testimony and just be a people that can pick that out and encourage people with that. That's We need to be encouraged in our sanctification. We need to see what we're doing okay. And I, we need to seek God's first and foremost validation of it, his affirmation right. of it. Sometimes he sends people into our lives say, hey, well done. Well done. I can see that. You know, so I think Jesus is saying, well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. And, you know, and how much different it is when little testimonies are happening all around and big testimonies are happening all around. How much different does our city become? Right. How much different does this listening area become? How, if you're listening on the web out somewhere across the country, how much different does your area become when we can keep encouraging people to live in that goodness and that growth to become holy like God? Whether it's I used to never hold a door for someone and now I do. I smile at them and I say, good morning. I change a day. I mean, just when you do anything in Jesus' name, it has power. 
and, and real quickly, just a quick story before we, we have to end. Uh, when you're talking about the little things, it reminded me of, of my uh, JV basketball coach back in high school. Uh, I, I was never a legend like you on the Stop court. It. But um, Coach Coleman, he would always. I mean, that's true, though. Well, yeah, you know. I, I only speak the truth, <laughs> Cody. <laughs> but Coach Coleman would always say, guys, take care of the little things. And the big things take care of themselves. So, you know, box out. You know, do, do all the, the, the little things you need to do. Be in proper defensive stance. Be in that three-point stance when you catch the ball. You know, all the little things we got to do. And then the big thing is the win, right? And so in ministry, it's the same way. That there's a lot of what we might call little things that, as you mentioned, really aren't little, but they're, they're viewed little. But when you put them all together, it adds up to this big thing. And, big that's, thing and that's bringing glory to God. Amen. And, and so it, it, it's important, too encourage one another because sometimes we think well am i really making a difference yeah well yeah because you put food on that plate for that person that person saw the love of jesus and he gave his life to the lord you know it's just things add up when the body of christ are together and we're all doing our so-called little things the big thing god is going to take care of it all Mm -hmm. and so i just want to encourage y'all just let god do his work and be obedient to living for him, to serving him day in and day out. And then watch what he does in you and watch what he does through you and within the body of Christ. It's awesome. Awesome living this life for Jesus. Amen. No, I'm just, it's a good word. And just, just enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy the journey. Yes. Yeah, exactly. This journey for today is, uh, we, we got to close down, man. We, man. we're out of time. We keep going. This goes by so fast. It does. Th- 30 minutes is, is like a vapor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it goes quickly but man i just love you bro and appreciate you uh, well, being here again. thanks for letting me be here all right and everybody out there just enjoy the rest of your day enjoy living for jesus if you if you're not living for jesus just want to encourage you to call out to him yeah because he loves you and just determine you're going to live for him and watch what he does in your life and he loves you so much he loves us all and i just praise him for that so just remember that as you go through your week that he loves you And I pray that the Lord bless you and keep you, that he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you, that he lifts up his countenance upon you and give you peace.